Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Don't look now, but here come the Phillies. Jalen Green already looking as good as advertised. Plus, what will we remember about the COVID Olympics? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Something nice is happening for Philadelphia sports, and not even Ben Simmons can put a damper on it. The Philadelphia Phillies made it eight straight wins on Sunday. They are in first place in what seemed like a relatively lost season just a week or two ago. Joining me now from Locked on Phillies is Dan Wilson. And Dan, what has keyed the turnaround in this season? What has keyed this hot streak? Yeah, well, the offense coming through and scoring as many runs as they have uh, is an easy point to look to. They've gotten two big starts out of Kyle Gibson, a trade deadline acquisition that was not on the team, obviously, as of 10 days ago. So they get him from Texas. The offense coming through has been huge. Bryce Harper just entering himself into the MVP conversation. He has been on a ridiculous tear since the beginning of July. And it's just so great to see this run that they've been on. I would not have predicted that they would have rattled off as we record this Sunday night, eight in a row. They win the final game in Pittsburgh, four down in D.C., and now three straight against the New York Mets. And also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Zach Wheeler, who is pitching maybe himself into a Cy Young Award. He was phenomenal today on the day where they honor and retire the number of the late, great Roy Halladay. Zach Wheeler comes out with a complete game shutout, allows just two hits, looked like Doc out there on the mound. So a lot of things going right for the Phils. It's all kind of coming together. It's a beautiful thing. All right, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw batteries or or boo anybody, but I, oh, I, I haven't heard that one before. I do have to ask the question because yeah, when you look at the the differential, the Phillies are actually closer to the last place Marlins than the second place Braves in differential because the Braves have a plus sixty five uh, run differential and the Phillies are at minus five. So I think the obvious question then is how real are the Phillies as a team that you know squads like. The Giants, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Brewers, teams that are that are much better in that particular metric and look like they are going to be playoff teams. How how worried will those teams have to be about the Phillies? Yeah, I'm not ready to compare the Phillies in the conversation of those teams yet. I mean, let's be perfectly clear. This is a phenomenal run they're on. But the reason why this is the Phillies are as relevant as they are right now is due to circumstances, due to the fact that the the National League East has been the worst division in all of baseball. They're currently, you know, the leader in the pack, but it's not necessarily a high standard pack, right? <laughs> There's a reason why they were basically hovering around 500 for four months, and this kind of run can pro- propel you into, you know, a multi-game lead in the division. So I'm not ready to say that they're on the conversa- in the conversation with the Padres, the Dodgers, the Giants, any of those powerhouses out West. I'm not even ready to say that they're in the conversation of any of the other division leaders around baseball. The only thing that gives you a little bit of hope is, and it's cliche, but when you get into a playoff series, especially a shortened series, like a five-game series, there's a little bit more left up to chance. You're only going through the rotation one time and then back around maybe to your ace. So I'm not, I haven't begun to think about what this team would look like in a playoff scenario as of yet. This is currently the pulse of the city, if you will, is this team hasn't been to the playoffs in 10 years, it, the longest drought in the National League. 
So since they had the best record in baseball in 2011, they've had 500 or worse records every single time. It seems like this team could be the team that finally breaks that. But they could win the division with 85, 86, 87 wins, something in that realm. Get yourself into a first-round playoff series. They're not going to be favored in that series. They're not going to have home field advantage. But you hope enough is left up to chance, and then you know the run kind of just hopefully takes on a magical you know carpet ride, so to speak, from there. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up. Jalen Green already looking as good as advertised for the Houston Rockets. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Peyton Manning highlighted the NFL's Hall of Fame class of 2021 induction on Sunday. The other inductees included Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, Drew Pearson, Alan Fanica, Bill Nunn, John Lynch, and Tom Flores. In true Manning fashion, he came with the jokes in his speech saying the 2021 induction class wants to thank those previous inductees who gave long-winded acceptance speeches, forcing us to have a whopping six minutes to recap our football career. I want to give a special thanks to my old rival Ray Lewis for being here tonight. Ray just finished giving his speech that he started in 2018. Peyton always has jokes. The Red Sox have been in free fall lately, losing nine of their last 12 heading into Sunday. Things started to look good for them as they jumped out to a lead on the Blue Jays, but it didn't last. Your team's up by five runs. You're probably pretty confident they're going to win the game, right? Well, that was not the case for the Red Sox on Sunday. Hi, everyone. I'm Lauren from Lockdown Red Sox, and wow, thank God this series is over because, boy, was it dreadful. Especially Sunday after the Red Sox were leading 7-2 at one point, but the bullpen completely imploded. The Blue Jays ended up winning 9-8, and now the Red Sox just look like they're falling apart. So, what's going on with them during a time where nothing seems to be going right? Jason and I answer that, or we try to at least, and so many more questions on our next episode of Lockdown Red Sox. A revenge game for Albert Pujols as the Dodgers look to wrap up their series with the Angels on Sunday. Another series win for the Dodgers. What's up? It's Jeff Snyder with Locked On Dodgers. The Dodgers took two out of three from the Angels to win the series. Unfortunately, didn't gain any ground on the Giants, who also won two out of three from the Brewers, who were no help at all. In fact, the opposite of help in one of those games. So, you know, it is what it is, but nice to get a series win. And a good good win on Sunday for the whole team. The offense came out, they scored eight runs, Dodgers went eight to two. Walker Buehler was solid for six innings. Justin Turner got hurt, which was a downside, uh, tweaked his groin. We don't know the severity, but seems likely he'll miss a little bit of time, but the Dodgers have the guns to fill his spot. Uh, today, Max Muncy just shifted over to third, and the guy who replaced Turner in the lineup, Albert Pujols, hit a monster home run. All in all, maybe the most promising part of the game was that Cody Bellinger hit a home run on a high fastball, which has been his Achilles heel this season. Uh, so if that's a sign of things to come, that would be really good news. It's his second game in a row with a home run, sixth game hitting streak. So if Cody's turning it on, it would definitely be the right time for that. Bobby Bowden, the longtime Florida State football coach who ranks second all-time in Division I wins, has died, the school announced Sunday morning. He was 91. Bobby Bowden was diagnosed with a terminal medical condition in July. He did not disclose what the condition was at the time, although his son Terry later told reporters that it was pancreatic cancer. I've always tried to serve God's purpose for my life on and off the field, and I am prepared for what is to come, Bowden said in a statement announcing that condition. My wife Anne and our family have been my life's greatest blessings. I am at peace. 
now. May he rest in peace. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for now on betonline.ag. The NFL Super Bowl odds are out. Kansas City sits atop the future rankings. They are plus 500 to win the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay at plus 606 to 1. Buffalo at 11 to 1. Green Bay 14 to 1. San Francisco also at 14 to 1. For all your baseball, golf lines, football. We've got preseason football. Let's go. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. He went number two in the NBA draft and he stepped on the floor in his summer league debut, a walking bucket, which we knew he was. Jalen Green goes from the G League to the number two pick to now a Houston Rocket. Joining me now from Locked on Rockets, Jackson Gatlin and, and Jackson uh, what stood out to you in this performance, aside from the fact that Jalen Green goes nine for 18, scores 23 points and shoots four for nine from deep? I mean, he he's an absolute walking bucket. I mean, he's electric the way that he plays. And I think there was a little bit of I don't want to call it tentativeness, but right. This is the first time all these guys are playing together. First summer league game. It's his debut, his fellow teammates debut, the guys that were drafted with him, uh, the rest of these, you know, young guys kind of trying to make the roster, that kind of thing. And just like, you know, usual summer league games, it was a little clunky in the offset, but by the time third quarter rolls around, I mean, Jalen green had 21 points, uh, and we weren't even halfway through the third quarter. And then things, you know, kind of, he was a little bit quiet down the stretch of the game, but it was more so because he was, you know, spent some time sitting on the bench and other guys kind of stepped up down the stretch than it was that, you know, he like, you know, lost his shot or anything. He just, he poured in points in a hurry and he did it in a flurry. His step back was you know, on fire. And I think that's, that's clearly his bread and butter move is his ability to create separation. He's got that lightning quick first step, which then allows him to create that space after getting his defender off balance and then stepping away and, you know, clearing space for his jump shot. Here's my only concern. If he looks like this in one or two more games, they're just going to put him on ice. I want to see Jalen Green. I want to see as many of these games as we possibly can get, and I'd, I'm just really worried we're not going to get him. I know I, that would be that would be awful. Is I would I would hate for him to get you know benched for the you know last couple games of summer league or something like that. I, I honestly don't. I don't think it'll happen. I, I hope that we do get to see him play every single game in summer league. Uh, he needs the reps. They definitely want to see. Uh, you know, how he develops. And I think the area of focus for him and for the Rockets really moving forward is getting him more comfortable in the pick and roll. And I think that's clearly an area of his game that he needs to work on and develop as as great of his game, as great of a game as he did have. He clearly needs to become more comfortable operating out of the pick and roll. There were plenty of times where he had the screen set for him and did nothing with it, right? Just, you know, didn't, didn't, wasn't decisive coming out of the pick and roll, uh, didn't get into the action quickly enough, didn't, you know, utilize the role man. And I think that's going to be my main focus moving forward in these next summer league games is seeing how he works uh, with his pick and roll partner. Well, and speaking of his pick and roll partner, he's not the only rookie out there that, that you have your eye on. And one of those guys could be someone that he could run that that one four one five pick and roll with absolutely Alperin Shingun had himself a game a 15 and 15 double double uh seven of those 15 rebounds were offensive boards he was crashing the gra the the glass I should say uh crazy in this game his 
poised for being a rookie. Uh, you know, he is mature behind beyond his years, his offensive game, incredibly polished, but really he stood out defensively in this one. And that was kind of the question coming in for Shingun was how he was going to look defensively uh, at the NBA level. But in this one, he had four blocks. He was active defensively and the coaching staff after the game was raving about how excited they were about how he was able to recover and kind of make the right reads and react properly on the defensive side of the basketball court. And then offensively, he had himself a really solid game. So that's a potential partner in crime down the line for one Jalen Green. Coming up, what will we remember about the COVID Olympics? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Yesterday, I played golf. And I was headed out. I hadn't had breakfast yet. And I needed something that I was going to enjoy eating, but wasn't going to feel crappy about in a half hour or an hour. Guess what? Built Bar, the perfect option for those moments because it tastes delicious, puts me in a good mood. Did it help my golf game? No, it didn't help my golf game. But guess what? I put something in my body that not only tasted good, but helped fuel me because we're talking about a protein bar that is high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. It was and always will be, in a way, the COVID-19 Olympics. The 2021 Games pushed from 2020 in Tokyo in the middle of a COVID-19 surge. There were a host of world records. There were some stunning upsets and, of course, some incredible storylines, as there always are. Joining me now from CARE 11 in Minneapolis, Dave Schwartz. And Dave, when you think back to the the entirety of this Olympic Games. Is there a storyline that stands out to you? What will be sort of the defining through line for you from this Olympics? I think this is the Olympics where we were all kind of introduced or at least reintroduced to the pressure that these athletes are under and, mm. and what it does to their their mental their mental mindset, their, the toll that it puts on them. I think if, if someone like Simone Biles, who has done so much in her career and did so well, can succumb to the pressure or, or have to deal with, you know, what she said is, is uh, dealing with her mental health. I think that's what we're going to remember about these games, that, that these athletes are doing things that we as regular humans can't do. And that's both physically and it's mentally. The fact that it was Simone Biles is also mm -hmm. a big deal. If it had just yeah. been... You know, the the girl on the on the women's gymnastics team who is only there to do the vault in team. It doesn't have quite the same effect when you're talking about the greatest gymnast of all time doing it. When you think back on this Olympics, is there a moment? You know, the Olympics get, usually give us a number of moments, but is there a moment or a race or a finish that is going to stand out to you from this games? Uh, for me, I, there are a couple, but the one that I'll that I will never forget for the rest of my life is Gable Steepson winning the gold medal uh, in the 185 kilo class. Um, it's not 185, excuse me, 125 kilo class. Um, I got to witness it with his family standing there watching them. I, I remember watching the clock go down with 13 seconds left, and he's still down 
Uh, I think he was down two points at that point. He was down by as much as four with like 30 left. And I may be getting the exact times wrong, but I do know that he was down one point with a half second left and he's running around uh, this Gino Petrosvili from, from Georgia, who I will forever remember his name too, um, running around and, and winning the match. And essentially, and I talked to someone at work about this, this is the ultimate lesson of why you should never stop until the final whistle is blown, whether it's wrestling, whether it's something in life. This is the ultimate uh, thing that you'll always remember, that you should always go till the end because you just never know. And, and seeing that, knowing Gable, seeing his family go from um, the, the complete and, – and it was. It was disappointment because he was going to get silver, a guy who, who had not even had a point scored on him in probably nine matches – certainly not throughout the Olympics and not around, not throughout the Pan Am games leading up to it to see his family go from the disappointment, like, Oh my gosh, he's not going to get what he wanted to Holy cow. He just did it. And they're jumping. And, and I mean, the emotion, it was so cool. And for me in an Olympics, that was so devoid of a lot of real emotion for me covering mm-hmm. it stateside, as opposed to normally being able to cover it at the games. To me, that was the best part. It, it was being there living that moment because that moment might have actually been as cool to, to witness as it was to witness Gable win it live. And finally, as we welcomed in the 2021 Hall of Fame class on Sunday, a look ahead to who could be getting the gold jacket next year on their first year of eligibility. Those players include Demarcus Ware, Steve Smith Sr., Andre Johnson, Robert Mathis, Anquan Bolden, Devin Hester, and Vince Wilfork. I have to add the Packers' great Leroy Butler should already be in. There are multiple safeties have gone in who did not have the career that Leroy Butler did. Butler, the creator of the Lambo Leap, should be in just for that, deserves to go in in 2021. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Tuesday, as the first full week of the NFL's preseason kicks into gear, what battles will emerge? So at least until tomorrow. Stay locked on today.